Hope you all are doing as well as can be after after a couple days after LSU puts it on Florida once again. Losses are piling up. Can't say I ever saw this coming. Dan Mullen, the score, uh, head coach. But, hey, like I shared last night, <laughs> some of the issues there, uh, I shared that Matt, Matt White episode uh, not long after Dan Mullen was hired at Florida going into Dan Mullen's first season. Uh, and a lot of the things that we uh, were warned about from the Mississippi State side of things are kind of kind of coming around, showing up. Recruiting, of course, player management, game management, things like that. But, oof, lost to a bad, bad LSU team again. But pretty much a lame duck head coach. He's sitting there working on a, on a, on a contract to leave LSU the week of preparing for Florida. Doesn't have players that want to play for him. Doesn't have coaches that want to coach for him. And somehow beats Florida again. Not many ways to sell this one. Only pretty much the only positive coming out of this one is Anthony Richardson playing quarterback, taking over in the game. Four straight touchdown drives. It's about all you can point to to take something positive away. From this game, look, I think Grantham was going either way this season, but uh, hopefully one of the good things that come out of this too is uh, um, solidifying his way out. All right, let's go ahead and bring some people in. Gary Quiz, I'm bringing you in. Guys, jump in, hop in. Y'all guys, uh, listen, hopefully listen to uh, Florida LSU recap review episode yesterday. If you haven't, it's out there. Um, a lot of my thoughts, of course, are, are in that one. Could share some more here, but get you guys involved a little bit more for this Twitter Spaces recap. All right, get it, Quiz. You ready, man? Ready, sir. Hey, how are you? Good. Good morning, Dave. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Let me tell you, Dave, I completely agree with you. You know, obviously it was a lame duck, lame duck coach out there. Listen, I, I've posted several things on Twitter and I've had a, over 800 views uh, by one post and over about 35, 50 posts so far. And the truth is, one of the posts was basically what, what has Mullen learned from Meyer that clearly uh, Ryan Day learned at Ohio State. Listen, recruiting matters, rivalries matter and special teams matter. What the hell did he learn? Nothing. <laughs> you know, you know, Dave, you go out there, like you said, like, come on. They couldn't run the, 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 the ball down anybody's throat. And yet we look like we were just like, here you go. We were partnering like Moses, parting the Red Sea. Boom, go ahead. Wide open holes and things like that. That's that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable, Dave. Well, I just wanted to get your point of view. And, 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 and what do you think moving forward? Yeah, that does make you wonder of, uh, you know, the approach of, uh, of Meyer and how he approached recruiting, how he approached the, the small things, the details uh, of, a, of a game. And that just is nowhere 
near consistent in Dan Mullen's approach of running a program. Um, we look, I mean, I, I can't harp on it much anymore. We, when Dan Mullen was high, look, tail end of Jim McElwain, or when I started the podcast, Jim McElwain's head coach, um, you know, transitioned to Dan Mullen a little bit, but I, I had always had a constant theme of how, recruit, how important recruiting is and got blasted for it. And, you know, then no need to rehash all that, but I mean, like, look, we know it's the lifeblood of a program and you know how important it is. And I think we all agree from pretty much Dan Mullen that what you, what he was able to do at Mississippi state with lesser talent and, and be able to play up to competition more so than, you know, like at Florida, you don't have to play much. You don't have to play up to much competition. I mean, when you play LSU, when you play Georgia year in and year out, those are the games you probably have to play up to everybody else. You just kind of, you, you just need a whole serve. And we have found a way to play down uh, to that competition. And a lot of it is the, the attention to detail. A lot of it is the uh, the small things that he just did not grab uh, when learning or should have been learning from, from, from Urban Meyer. Now, look, I, I think every coach should have an arrogance to him and want to do it their way. But once your way is proven not to work, You've got to be willing to adapt. You've got to be willing to change. And at least for the, the offensive side of the ball and all that, for the most part, Dan Mullen's done that in his career. But as far as overall program management, I know the whole popular thought about Dan Mullen that's popular out there right now. He's an OC, not a head coach. Well, I mean. I, I agree, okay. Dave. But but the thing is now a lot of Gator friends, Gator Nation is talking about they see, uh, you know, Gus Malzahn 2.0. And I don't agree with that. At least Gus Malzahn beat Bama. At least Gus Malzahn beat back-to-back number one teams, Georgia and Alabama. Don't forget that. And he was 13 seconds away from winning a national championship. So he's somewhere where Mullen hasn't gone. And yet he yep. has the ego yep. and he has the 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 kind of like chutzpah and attitude and passive aggressiveness to think. Imagine when he does. Imagine how he's going to act towards the media, towards you guys, when you ask him a question if he wins a national championship. Come on. You got to humble yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that. But, hey, I hope it happens. I don't care how he treats us. As long as far as hosting a trophy, I don't care how it happens. Uh, so uh, he, can, <laughs> he can take take shots all he wants to as long as he's holding that trophy. So, uh, but, yeah, I, mean, I, I understand the frustration, man. And it is frustrating just because of, uh, you know, what we know, um, you know, what we – what what can solve it and 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 but it, it, will he do it and that's the that that's the question. Uh, I, mean, I and, think he deserves. I think he deserves the opportunity to to do it. Will he will he do it? I mean, the, the defensive coordinator change is coming. I, that's to me. I, I hope I, so. I I, I I think it's a foregone conclusion. I could be absolutely wrong. I, I you know does it play out at the end of the year? That's probably the more likely path to this. Uh, I, a change mid season. I maybe. I don't know if it happens or not, uh, but I, I, I do believe 2021 will be Cogman's last, last year's defensive coordinator at Florida. I hope so, Dave. I hope so, Dave. And the last point I wanted to make was uh, part of that tweet that I, I tweeted at him, uh, at Coach uh, Mullen. I basically said, listen, go ahead and read the book that I read, and I'm not, I'm not even your job, Urban's Way by Buddy Martin. Read, mm-hmm. read the book and, and it'll tell you why he did what he did. Cause Ryan day is cl- clearly, he read that book. He understood and Mullen didn't take any notes. So I'll let you go, Dave. I appreciate everything, buddy. You and will do you consider continue doing an awesome job at Gators breakdown. Thanks man. Bye. Kobe C3. Nick as well. Hey Dave. 
What up, man? What's going on? Oh, you know, you hear it, you hear it. <laughs> um, I've got, I've got kind of a two-parter. I want to respond to the the recruiting discussions, and I've said this. Um, my dad and actually both my parents went to Mississippi State, so I knew mm-hmm. some of the criticisms. But I take it kind of a level deeper just recruiting. Recruiting's a huge issue. We all see the recruiting rankings, but. I don't think until really this season people understood how much it's amplified when you don't play your best players. There you go. So you already don't recruit at the level of Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Then you don't play your best players on top of that. And the 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 list is countless at this point, but obviously, you know, Anthony Richardson first among those um, sitting on the bench. But you talk about Demarcus Bowman and you talk about last year defensively with Donovan Steiner continuing to play, et cetera. It only amplifies that um, that noise in the system when you don't play your best players and you already don't recruit as well. Part two to that, Dave, and then I'll then I'll shut up is in your opinion are we headed to a situation where we're basically like Stanford or like Michigan where eight to ten wins every year's okay with our administration and there's no pressure put on Mullen to really force change um, from a staff perspective or from a recruiting perspective is the university okay with eight to ten wins every year uh, say until we see differently, I'd probably lean that way, uh, sadly. Uh, and I think we all know how important uh, uh, football is. And look, I, I think it's important for them, but I think you have to put it at levels. Is it as important as it is at Alabama? Is it as important as it is at Georgia, at LSU? You know, I mean that that to me that that that's there. Yeah, I think they I think they care about it. But now it's just how much do you care about it compared to your competition? We already know those other schools put a higher emphasis, at least just on, on a football program, on recruiting, and uh, you know didn't fall behind so much on facilities and just looking at the football program itself. Uh, you know, everybody took it more serious than Florida has in the last decade or so. Uh, when you look at you know coaches hired and uh, recruiting budgets and facilities and how they approached it. I mean, and I, that, that probably starts at the university level uh, a bit too. So, you know, I think Florida's got to have a complete look at starting from the university to the administration, the UAA, down to the football program. There's going to have to be some heart-to-heart talks. Or something. And, and, and look, I hope that would have happened when Dan Mullen got a contract extension, you know, okay, what is the future here? You know, and and Dan Mullen should have demanded more from the people above him and the people above him should have demanded, you know, if if they're taking it serious now, if they're taking it as serious as we want them to, you know, that the conversations on both sides had to go to how do we get to certain level? And I'm hoping Dan Mullen's demand was, well, this is what needs to happen. This, this is what happens at other schools. This is what happens at the schools that are compete for championships. We need this. And if he wasn't getting that, then okay, then well, why'd you why'd you sign a contract extension? I mean, I'm sure money is 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 the is the root of it all, and, and that plays a part of it too. Uh, you know, but there had to be some demand. If Florida is serious about it, there's going to have to be or was demand. Uh, at the the surface of it, and I.
that's important. You know, that my thing is you can be both. You don't have to be, well, we're this top five public university and we're going to let football fall, fall by the wayside. No, it doesn't have to be that way. Who said it has to be that way? You can be both. There's no there's no rule out there saying you have to be an academic school and not a football school or just a football school and not an academic school. You, you can be both. There, there's no rule saying you can't be both. So, you know, there has to be uh, an approach. There has to be heart-to-heart discussions about, you know, where, where this is headed. And maybe that's already happened, and, and we don't know yet. But – you know, behind the scenes, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of, um, you know, behind the scenes support of bringing the whole program to a championship level. And maybe that starts at the head coach. Maybe that starts above him. Maybe that starts even above the AD. Uh, and um, I, I don't know, C3, man, or Kobe, if we, if, if we know all the answers there of how serious it's being taken to, to, to raise the level and, and what's going to be acceptable and not acceptable. Appreciate that, Dave. I just, I'm just concerned. I mean, especially after that Kentucky loss with Dan Mullen's posture. I, I mean, I'm just not convinced that he, in and of himself, is going to make all these changes that the fan base is clamoring for. And now I'm concerned that no one above him is going to force him to do that either. And so I'm just wondering if we're kind of stuck in a purgatory of sorts moving forward with him as our coach. Thanks, man. Yeah, and, and I hope that's not the case. And, you know, Josh Pay, I'm a big fan of Josh Pay. I listen to Josh Pay on 24-7, um, you know, for um, uh, a look at whole college football. I'm, I miss a lot of college football now with, with, with the podcast and, you know, going go to Gator games and, and, and doing all that stuff. And you miss a whole lot of other football. So I'll, I'll listen to Josh. And, you know, he, he said it on our podcast before the season. Uh, and he said it a couple times when Florida lost to Kentucky. And when now Florida losing to LSU is, you know, where, where's Dan Mullen's head at? He, Josh Pate is, you know, he, he's not saying he's right, but he is throwing the scenario out there that, and look, this isn't all that new, but okay, look at Dan Mullen last year, and it's pretty well known he was interested in the NFL. Now, the interest may not have been reciprocated, and the NFL may not have cared too much about Dan Mullen, but he had interest in the NFL. And at some point midway last year, he thinks Dan Mullen thought he was getting an NFL job and somewhat checked out. And you could sit there and point at points of last season that could make you think that. And he says, okay, then Dan Mullen doesn't get one of those jobs. How do you check yourself back in? I think that's a valid, I think that's valid reasoning there uh, and looking at some of what has been going on. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, post-game after Kentucky and a lot of fans bring up the um, thumb wrestling in, in, in the zoo in 2018 and not, that, that fire, that intensity just doesn't seem to be there uh, much anymore. And so I, that, that that scenario Josh brings up, I mean, it's – to me, it, it, it can hold a lot of weight. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, I, look, I, I think we know it's true Dan Mullen has an interest in the NFL. I don't think that's breaking any news. I don't think that's – putting something that's not true out there, there was some interest there. Uh, and when it didn't happen, how does Dan Mullen approach his career at Florida after that? All right, Nick, uh, I think you're in here. Hey. Take your... hey, man. How's it going, Dave? I'm good. I'm good. good. Greetings from Birmingham. All righty. 
Man, I tell you, I don't even know where to start, Dave. I was I was listening to you, I was listening to your review of the game last night. It sounded like a funeral, and I felt like I was a pallbearer. Uh, <laughs> man, I tell you, man, I just I, I feel like Dan Mullen just just don't have that killer instinct, man. When we playing some of these better teams, man, it's or some of these teams that we should beat. He don't have that killer instinct, man. The play calling, man. I look. I, I honestly think we was hurt early in the game when we went down, we scored the touchdown, and of course again, we missed the extra point. So we're up six to nothing. The next possession, LSU, we get them. I think it was a three and out. They punted to us. He brings mm-hmm. in an AR, and next thing you know, Dave, he runs two plays up the middle for hardly no yards, and then he runs AR to the left side, and he didn't he lose yards. And I felt like that was a waste of possession. And then uh, LSU goes down and score a touchdown, and they up 7-6, and they never look back. I think that really hurt us. You got to have that killer instinct. You got a team on the rope, and you're playing on the road. You, you got to have that killer instinct. Nick, man, I'll go ahead and bring that, that example. Uh, the, the quarterback rotation can stop. You know, that uh, – I, I know some people have already, you know, kind of wanted to move away from that, and, you know, everybody kind of falls back on Leak and Tebow. What – you know what, that's – we're not even close to that anymore. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about talent. I'm just talking about that, the rotation. And, look, it, it, and it was different with Leak and Tebow. You know, it wasn't, I'm going to bring in Tim Tebow in the third drive of the game. That wasn't it. It was situational. And yeah. now it's just this whole – all right, predetermined. I'm going to bring in a quarterback on the third drive of a game. It it doesn't work. It it, it does not work. It, it's it's thrown the offense off for two what three years now, uh, so, so, somewhat. When you when you, when trash takes over, Emory would come in and, and it just did seem to to uh, affect the offense. You know, I think we can move away from that. You know, even if AR takes over, uh, you know, I, there shouldn't be no predetermined. All right, I'm going to still get Emory some snaps on the on the third drive of the game. I, I, I'm I'm over it. That that can completely go away. Uh, if I never see it again, I'm completely fine with it. Uh, but it, it does seem, uh, as you said, you know, and the offense, um, yeah, as you said, had scored its possession before. And I know we all wanted to see AR. That that's not really the point. I'm just trying to make. I'm just saying, in general, you know, last year, two years ago, next year, two years from now, I I, I don't care if I ever see it again. Exactly. Exactly. I'm with you on that, on that, Dave. And also, the gentleman said uh, a little earlier talking about playing, uh, you know, the younger talent. I've been saying that too, Dave. I, you know, like I said, that's one of my frustration is if if I'm if I'm mulling, hey, did, when we play Georgia, I'm putting in Bowman playing, Lingard playing, AR starting. I'm I'm gonna start playing my younger guys because guess what? Some of the younger guys may be more talented. They talking about Bowman. And Lingard are your home run threat as far as running the ball. Now, I, I love Pierce. I love Davis. I love uh, Naquan Wright. No problem with them. But, Dave, how many times have they busted a 65, 70, 80-yard touchdown to the house? They hadn't done it this year. Give somebody else an opportunity. And I feel like, too, some of these recruits were getting there seeing that, that, hey, look, they, you know, Dan Mullen don't really like to play a lot of his younger talent. And that's what Wyatt was talking about. I was listening to his interview from Mississippi State. He don't like to play his younger talent. It's like Dan just has loyalty to to the to the higher classification. Yeah, you know, two things about that. Uh, and you brought up recruiting, and I'll bring up recruiting the other way. First of all, you got to recruit at a level to where I think you you know freshmen uh, demand with their play that they need to be on the field. 
Yeah. Now, now, if you're still holding them back, uh, then, then that, that that that's on the coach too. And look, there are some ways you know I could defend Dan Mullen there. Um, there's, you know, what, what what have you done? What have you? What would you have done at receiver since Dan Mullen has started? You know, he's played the right receivers. Mm-hmm. Receiver, you know, yeah. the, the, you know the, those veterans that have been around the program. You know, there's no there's no freshman coming in and playing over those guys. Okay, so there's you know there, there's a, there's a defense in, in in some of it. The running backs uh, so far right now completely agree with you. I, I you know I've I've lauded the running backs that are playing this year so far too. Uh, but I'll go back to the you know my, my you you mentioned home runs and you know the way I've been talking about home runs in, in the last few weeks and of course too. I mean I, I love what those running backs have done so far. But you are still missing that that big threat and I'm not. You know, I'm not saying Lingard and Bowman can do it, but, you know, I think they're about the only running backs that probably had the capability of doing it. And, you know, we don't we, we don't see it. And everybody saw the Lingard tweet that was coming around uh, since uh, September, basically saying he he, he understood basically he, he he is getting that, you know, this is a wait your turn program. Yeah. And, and the, the, the seniors are going to play. You got to wait your turn. Uh, and you know, you, you mentioned recruiting, and I can see you know re- recruits aren't going to uh, take too kindly to that. Probably that's probably a, a lot of reasons for success in the transfer portal for Demo. Yeah, uh, you know, the, uh, eventually the, <laughs> those guys are, are veterans and, and come in and play. But a lot of us on the defensive side of the ball too, where a lot of people have wanted to see uh, the younger guys come in and play. And I know Mullins kind of hands off on the defense and, and leaves it to grant them in a way too. But you're, you're the head man, you're the head coach. Uh, you, you step in if the younger guys need to step in and come play. Uh, you know, we, we've we've been told ever since last year we'll evaluate the personnel and we'll put the best guys out there on the field. Well, well, you know, we'll see. Uh, on offense, I think, you know, besides besides AR and Emory, I think, you know, a lot of people saw AR was pretty much ready to go more so than, uh, than Emory at, at times this season. Mm-hmm. Um, at the skill player position, I can kind of defend Dan Mullen a little bit just because of what you've had the, the, at receiver and the way the running backs have somewhat produced this year, but just missing that big play. I can kind of defend that uh, a, a little bit, but overall, you'd love to see. But look, and that's another reason we bring up you know, put putting putting it on the teams that you're much better than, and, and getting up because you know those those end of game reps can't be overlooked. You know, look if you're not going to play young guys in the important part of games or whatever, okay, well then go get up big on South Carolina and Missouri, you know, where you're not playing your starters into the fourth quarter, and then you can get Bowman and Lingard and some of the younger guys on the field. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that too. So a lot of the a lot of the the, the approach of Doing enough just to get by, is, you know, it, it, it filters down mindset-wise. It filters down to young guys not getting playing time in, in a lot of these games that should be blowouts. I mean, there's a the, – the, the approach, um, you know, it, there's there, there's many branches to it. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. Uh, and, and my last thing is this. What in God's creation are we doing in the special teams, Dave? We, 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 don't, have, we don't have no Brandon James back there, no Dubos back there. I mean, we, we, we don't have nobody back there that, that can take the ball to the house or going to take it to the house. I know Dan Mullen plays the safe, but you, you got to try to get points in that aspect of the game as well. And then we, we lost to Alabama possibly could have beat them you know we we missed an extra point on them gets a field goal block against kentucky gets another field goal uh, extra point block against uh you know saturday and i'm like what what are y'all even working on it in practice? what are you doing with the special teams what what is happening with that 
Man, I wish I knew. I mean, we uh, it, it just seems to be one of those attention to detail type of aspects of Dan Mullen that I can't we, we just keep pointing to right now that just it just isn't there. Um, look, I mean, yeah, Xavier Henderson's back there returning punts now. Just it looks just pretty slow uh, to me. No playmaking ability uh, back there with with him as punt returner. I think he's a play. I think he can can be a playmaker at the receiver. I don't I don't ever see that coming around as a punt returner. Uh, there, you know, I'd like to see some more explosiveness. I'd like to see uh, more, more of a chance uh, for something big to happen back there, uh, for, for, from the punt returner. And you know, Greg Knox is leading that charge there at, at special teams. But you know, that that's yeah. For, we'll all fall back to the head man on some of the things that are struggling uh, right now with the, with, with this program. You know, you know, it's also scary when you sit here and look at go look at what Georgia and Kentucky. Go look at that game this past week and those field goal blocks that Georgia just had right up the middle uh, uh, against Kentucky uh, a couple times this past week. Okay, that's your next opponent, and you see what they've done on special teams all year uh, in that regard. And then coming into the game as well, uh, what they did to the opponent before. And, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about, you know, Florida Georgia for a couple weeks now, and, you know, of course – it doesn't look as uh, as likely as it did at one point of, you know, where can you shore up some things to to, to maybe close the gap in the game a little bit? And special teams is going to be one of those. Uh, if uh, Especially uh, if you're going to need scores and, and your defense is going to be giving up points like we probably expect it right now, you're going to have to find a way to close the gap in the game. Special teams is going to be one of those. And if it looks at, look like it has so far this year, then that's going to be a detriment for Florida in a couple of weeks. Gotcha, gotcha. I appreciate it, Dave. Always go Gators. Go Gators, man. All right. I don't know the order a lot of you come in here, but uh, I know some of you've been waiting. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll try to keep this pretty short. Um, I don't. I I just now got to start listening here just a little bit, so I'm, maybe somebody's already brought it up. But uh, we have a coach that just doesn't care. Um, I, I'm just going to point blank say that we we just he just I can see it in his body language. You can just see it. It just he doesn't care. And I think Josh Pate had it right. I think he mentally checked out. You know, um, I think that was a reflection of the Oklahoma game and the bowl game. I think that is a reflection of uh, the Kentucky game. You know, the lack of adjustments. Um, to me, when you, it reflects, and I've told you this, it, to me, his recruiting reflects the fact that he doesn't care. Um, we're going to lose Shamar James, very likely to Georgia, um, because I think he knows what's fixing to happen. Is Grantham and Robinson are going to get fired after this season. Um, I'm, I'm a, I firmly believe that's going to happen, but Florida has an institutional problem. Um, you know, I was told that, that it starts with the president Fox, Fox doesn't care about football at all. And, uh, he might put tweets out at times in the past and stuff like that, but that's all show. He don't care about football and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in trouble. And I think if the boosters and the people that matter at Florida don't realize that, and they don't catch that in time, we're heading down a road that we're not going to be coming back from for a long time. 
Yeah, you hope that's not the case. Um, yeah, and, and uh, so we can sit here and talk about it and put it out there as much as we as we possibly can. So you know, we can we, we can slow that track down uh, yeah. as much as as much as possible. But you're right. I mean, if it starts at top and they don't care, then what can we really do? Um, you know, there's the there's the that's where you know um, the Hopefully the separation of the, you know, the UAA and the university can, can kind of come into play there. And, and that keeps it from, from happening a bit. Um, I think you have an AD in Strickland that completely trust Dan Mullen and hands the football program to Dan Mullen. Uh, it may be the, you know, and if the UAA doesn't seem, doesn't deem this uh, successful right now, you know, is there is Strickland the barrier between the UAA and Mullen? Is, you know, who, who is Strickland answering to? Is he answering to Dan Mullen? Is he answering to the UAA? Uh, and, you know, hopefully, somewhat in, by extension, the fan base. Um, I mean, most of the fan base isn't happy right now. Uh, that's just the the honest truth of it. Uh, yeah. And you know, I, I know it may be jaded a little bit by we're all on social media. I mean, we're all talking right now on social media. We're talking right now on Twitter. And, you know, maybe this doesn't encompass a lot of the fan base, but I think it does. I think it's an extension of so even some of the fan base that's not on social media. I mean, I, yeah. I got friends that's not on social media. I got family members that are on social media. I tailgate with people who could care less about social media. They're yeah. thinking the exact same thing we are. So. Yeah. Well, you know, Dave, the thing is, is, is uh, I think – and I'll make a prediction here, actually. I, you know, I'm, I believe this fully. I think Strickland's going to get fired over the whole uh, – you know, scandal of keeping, you know, extending the basketball coach, women's basketball coach and all that stuff, knowing what was going on. I think I 100% believe he'll get fired. And I think after that, I I believe Mullen is going to approach Florida and ask for a, you know, a negotiation of, his, of the buyout of his contract. And the reason I do is because I think, I think Strickland is his safety blanket. You know, he, because I, you know, I've heard from others too that the UAA and Mullen do not get along. And there's, there are some prominent boosters at Florida that do not like Mullen. Um, I know that for an absolute fact. And so that's the problem you run into is, is uh, who's in charge. Who's, you know, like you said, who's he answering to who's Strickland answering to, but I don't think we're going to have that problem much longer. Um, and then the question is, where does Florida go from here? You know, I've, I don't even want to speculate, speculate on coaches because we're, I think we're far from that right now, way far from that. Um, but another way, another way you can tell Mullen doesn't care, he doesn't fire the defense coordinator. Grantham should have been fired. He should have got kiffin. He should have got fired on the tarmac, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and there you go. That, that's part of the whole who do you answer to kind of thing. You know, yeah. is it is that above Mullen and he just doesn't have a choice to make? Or, yeah. I mean, I think if you're the head coach, you know, you, if you demand it, then I think it can be done. Uh, yeah. But, you know, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, Diabate's comment, and I'll leave, leave you with this. Diabate's comments, um, which, by the way, he should not be at middle linebacker. I'm going to keep harping on this until it doesn't happen anymore. But, uh you know, Diabate's comments after the game just spoke volumes to me. Yeah. It, it spoke big volumes to me. It tells me that this these players do not believe in Grantham. And Mullen is he is he's going down a slippery slope right now. 
you know, he's got a he's got a fan base that's really pissed off, and he's got he's got players that are not trusting the the, the defensive coordinator. I mean, it's just going to keep trickling down if if they don't stop it. And the way you stop it is accountability. You fire you fire Grantham, and you get somebody else to run it until the season's over. At least it tells the players, "Hey, I hear you. I'm I'm going to do what I can to fix this." You know, and we're not seeing that. And that's a scary part. And, um, you know, we're just, you know, I'll just say this day, we're going to get it prison style in two weeks, bro. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, all right. So y'all have a all good right, one. Man. Always go Gators. Appreciate it. Go Gators, man. All right. Now, uh, let's see. Dimitri in here. I think Casey's been around a little bit. Here we go. All right, a couple more of you in here, Dimitri, Casey. Good morning, Dave. Hey, man, how are you? Man, man, not good, man. I, I, just, hurts, want, I just want to speak on, like, the comments that Anthony Richardson said, like, far as him getting game reps and getting this, you know, getting this action and, 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 and being able to control the moment, how can yeah. you do that when <laughs> you're never given the moment to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it, it, it's like like the last guy just said. Like the comments of the team are, is letting you know, like, hey, I'm not getting the the due diligence to even have the opportunity to do what I can do. And Anthony Richardson came in and played out of his. I wasn't even. I, I was upset about the last interception, but it's like after the game when he says like. I have to be able to be in there to understand that I cannot do that no more. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, he has to learn the game. He has to learn the game management part of it. The only way he's going to do that is get rid. It's the only way he's going to do that. The, I mean, the 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 kid played out of his mind, man. Like, I was yep. so proud of the guy, man, because I know he has that, man. You can see in the time, the little time that it gets in there, and then it's just like Mullen just. Like it's like the dude who said earlier, like the bad play calling. Where the hell was those play calls that you that he went on three, four touchdown drives at the beginning of the game? It's just like he doesn't care. It's just like, oh well, I'm a I'm a baby feed you here, you know. And it's not like it's it, it's hurting the team. It's hurting everybody morale of the, the fan base and everything like that. And then on on top of that, part two of that, like. I feel like he should have been kicking too. Uh, Grantham should have been left on the tarmac, man. Because these guys ran the same play the whole game, and not one time did we adjust. Not one time. I mean, I've seen sets where we got seven people on the line, no linebackers. Like, <laughs> what defense is this, man? I've never seen this before. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, who was calling these plays? Like, are you serious? Yeah, man, I know it's frustrating. Um, you know, going, kind of going to your your Richardson part of it there, maybe you know part of the play calling too. Is just a lot of it is just there's not enough dictation. It's all reaction. You know, there's not a there's not a, there's not a we're going to do it this way. There's a okay, so this happens and then now I have to react to it. You know, the whole basically putting Anthony Richardson in, basically the play calling for Anthony Richardson, as you said, it was basically spoon feeding. 
uh, along the way. Yeah, uh, exactly. When you come in on these third drives and finally open it up when you only when you had to. Only when you had you know, to. Only, we're behind. And then, you know, and it's like and it's like the throws that he made, the deep passes that he made, the you know, the decision making, you know, could be a whole lot better if he had the game reps. And 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 it's like I know the receivers love him because like he's the only person that's gonna throw the ball down the field. I mean, like it's just like, man, you know, and, and, and I, I know these are kids, man. I know these are kids and we have to understand that these are kids and, you know, we can be hard on kids and everything like that. But at the same time, it's like it, it's like everyone else been saying, man, it starts at the top, man. It starts at the top. And if we don't get change and like show change from the top, like it's like everyone's saying, man, we're going to go down a slippery slope, man. And I look at the recruiting like at the guys at uh, Georgia, our guy, uh, all these guys, uh, Nicole Dean, the ones that we posted, Walter, the ones people we had a chance to get. Look at look what they're doing at Georgia, man. Those kids are playing like Georgia has an NFL defense, a defensive scheme, a defense. I mean, like it's a prime example. That last play they scored that touchdown on. LSU, there was no discipline. So someone staying home, knowing possibility, okay, you just stuffed them three times on the goal line. They're not going to run it. We should be thinking off the rip, pass, I mean, play action. Like, there's no, there's no, like, you know, and you had a timeout to even talk it over. But still, what happens? We're running in the round. This guy's free. He running over there. I mean, it wasn't a player 10 feet away from him. And you only had to go one yard. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no – I've been streaming that uh, discipline all year, even on those plays where, like, okay, it's fourth and goal, and, uh, you know, guys just run straight to the outside. Everybody diving in the middle. Like, come on, man. You got to be some type of discipline. It got to come from the coach. It's got to come from up top. So I'm going to go ahead and get off, man. Go Gators, man. But, man, we need some change. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, there's some there's some adjustments there, man. I, I, I hope, and if not, you know, eventually, <laughs> eventually to happen, I guess. But uh, hopefully, as you said, that slippery slope doesn't go too far. All right, Casey, I think you're in here now. You're on mute if you're trying. If you're still there, if not, there you yeah, go. Yeah, what up? Hey, yeah. man. Yep, gotcha. Yeah, I was just—I just had a question, man. Uh, I don't really listen to like the press conference or anything, or the you know the post conference. Uh, who's the uh, who's going to be the starting quarterback? Man? Uh, Mullet. He didn't. He wouldn't come out and say it. I mean, he said the word "evaluate" probably fifty times in the uh, LSU post game press conference. Evaluate, and it was pretty much you know any question that was there uh, about this team. The word uh, "will evaluate." You know, the, the phrase "will evaluate." Uh, was pretty much said. So, let me look. There's no way. There's no way you can't go to AR uh, right now. Absolutely no way. And if you if, yeah, if, if you're if you're sticking with Emory right now, you know, whatever, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I will say whatever goodwill or whatever part of the fan base you have right now, which probably still right now isn't isn't a whole lot, you know, you you probably lose them too. But I mean, I, I don't know. 
Um, but no, there's no way uh, right now. I think a, a move has to be made, uh, and uh, and see and see what it means, see what it takes the team, see where see where it goes from here. Uh, but there's, I mean, you you have to you you, you have to switch quarterback and see what that means for the team right now. Right, and, right, and, and that's your future. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's nothing left to play for this year. Not one thing, except for pride. And uh-huh. the, the other ten players on offense deserve it. The 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 the, the, the other players on the team deserve it at least you know to go out there and put the best player at the quarterback position yeah for sure yeah i can't even i don't even like watching these games anymore i turn them off uh, i get so mad but yeah man that's the only question i had i appreciate it brother yeah yeah no no official word on that mullen would not speak to the media today it is the bye week so you know it's not like uh you know they're they're uh um uh, avoiding the media or anything after a loss or anything like that. This was it was already planned. No no media session today on Monday like a like a normal week because of the bye week. Uh, we do get Mullen on the SEC teleconference on Wednesday, uh, but that is the only media obligation he has this week. So uh, we'll we'll see if anything comes out Wednesday. Cool, cool, got you, man. Go Gators, bro. Go Gators. All right, a couple more of you getting in here. Let's see. You know. And I'll call it Will. Good morning. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Will. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing this morning? I'm all right. All right, man, man. I, I just, I was hearing what everybody was saying, man. I think we all just need to slow our road, man. Like, you what know, way? walk. Yes, yes, away, Dave. <laughs> no, in what way? In what way? Oh, far as like, far as like, you know, with Dan Mullen, man, you know, we haven't had an offense like in like since before he came. We finally got the offense up to where we scoring thirty or forty plus points. Now, you know, it's the defense. You know, we known for defense. Now, look at the defense. Like, you know, it's just the coordinator, bro. We just gotta get another coordinator. Like, it's just that simple. So I agree. You but you know you're but you're the head coach and you know you're, this is this is your program and your image, especially in your fourth year. Uh, so you know I, I get I, I get the frustration uh, there, but you're right. You know for the offense is something we completely <laughs> have missed for you know, ever, you, since, uh, uh, ever since ever uh, since Mullen left Gainesville uh, for, for for Mississippi State. But you know you you you're, you're you're a program builder too, uh, as a head coach. So you gotta you gotta be able to encompass it all. Like I said, you gotta be able to to, to make the change. Uh, right. I mean, we can't just sit there and be, and be happy with one side of the ball when, when the other side of the ball is basically holding you back uh, right now. You have or you had a championship level offense last year. Uh, you are putting up points for the most part this year, uh, except for the Kentucky game uh, there. But you know, you've got to you've got to be able to run a whole program. Got to be able to fix that defense. Right, I agree. I agree totally with that, man. Totally, like I really do. And I know we can sit here, we can sit here, and we can blame Grantham. We absolutely can, and that's probably where it starts. But it ends with that moment. True, true. He's the overseer of that shit. Right, 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 right. And I heard you another thing, like you say, we really don't have anything to play for. You know, we really don't. We just play not to be Vanderbilt. Honestly. Yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, and you hope the players and, and the coaches have some pride, you know, not just go out there and roll out. You hope uh, there's some spark uh, with hopefully Anthony Richardson taking over and go out there and improve every week. You know, go out there. You know, a lot of this uh, experience that you can put out there on the offensive side of the ball, 
know, can translate and carry over in the next year. And that's what you that, that's what needs to happen the rest of the season. Right, right, right. And another thing is, man, the um, for like the linebacker, like I say, the recruiting, our recruiting is these are they recruit. So I just ought to say, what's the problem? Like, this is no one else. You recruited these players. Like, how are they not getting it done? Like, yes, yeah, yeah, you you mentioned linebacker there, and I, I think you know they finally, probably too little, too late, finally started bringing in some more true linebackers in recruiting. Uh, but those yeah. guys are so young right now that they're not going to play over. Uh, Diabate and, and Moon, right. uh, you know, Hopper, a true linebacker, and he's probably the best line, overall linebacker Florida has right now. Uh, he was one of the the younger, truer linebackers recruited, and I think that's paying off at, at linebacker. But, you know, Diabate was brought in and played his freshman year as a uh, as more of a buck, and Jeremiah Moon was more of a buck. Those guys are, you count on being linebackers right now. Amari Bernie wasn't recruited as a linebacker. He's playing linebacker. Right. Uh, so a lot of these versatile pieces that, that that's what's dooming a lot of this part of offense, or Florida defense. You know, it's just these not set positions when they're recruited or they play a different position in high school and you're figuring out a position for them when they get here. And that, that's, it's not working. And now look, you know, I think you finally have recruited uh, some more true linebackers, but those guys are so young that it's, it's probably too little too late. But the A.R. Henry situation, man, I don't know, man. Sometimes we go out there and he looks like he have it, he understand like that third and long we need it. Like, he went out there and it's just, it's, it's, got that shit. It's consistency, man. Yeah. It's, it's consistency, man. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, and at least in the LSU game, AR showed more consistency. And he's always shown a bigger playability uh, there. So that's uh, that, that lends itself to him getting more carries and, and seeing where it goes from there. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay, then, Dave, man. That's all I have for you. I hope everybody have a Blessed day. All right. Thanks, Will. Yo, good morning. Good morning. Hey, man. Hey. Yeah, man. Hey, listen. I'm one of the uh, – <laughs> hey, you, you hit it right on the head, man. I'm one of the uh, last few Gators. I'm hanging in there with Mullen. But it's, 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 it's on what he do with uh, Anthony Richardson and um and Emory, man. I hope he just go with Emory, I mean, with Anthony. Don't go with AR-15. Um, what I get from this game, um, it's like you said at the beginning of the season, man, you know, with Grantham, it, we, we, we was kind of in the win-win. If he does good, he gone. Um, obviously, you know, with this, this this game right here, you know, we kind of it's, – it's back up to where we were at, where we're at with him. Even though some of us never lost that same feeling about him, he need to go. You know, that game right there pretty much give us that extra push um, with Grantham. I think, you know um, – it's kind of tough, man. You know, I'm, I'd be frustrated with Grantham as well. And, you know, um, in, in, in Dan's defense, even though I want him to let that man go, I think it's kind of tough sometimes, like, unfortunate for our scenario that his first two seasons were okay. So it's mm-hmm. kind of tough for you to kind of flip somebody after one bad year. You kind of got to give him another year to, to mess up two times, sort of kind of. I think Dan kind of faced in that kind of situation because even – as bad as last season was, you kind of can't erase the first two seasons off one bad season and be, based on the year that it was. Now, this season right here coming up, you know, this is that season to where, okay, if he messes up again, you got to let him go. So, hopefully, Dan does make that decision. This is going to be the, the season. At the end of this season, this is going to let us know, like, what Dan got going on, you know. Um, 
as far as like uh the offense and stuff, I know a lot of people um frustrated off. I think it's kind of playing like you know playing how the best way it could probably play with a Rod. I kind of figured that. I mean with uh with Anthony Richards, I kind of figured it was gonna play like that because you know um it, how the season was starting with Emory. You know he was giving us out even though we already knew we wanted who we wanted to go with. You know, you kind of have to get one of those games like this to pretty much where Anthony Richardson could kind of pretty much show, you know, the presentation yeah. that we got there to really show, like, okay, yeah, you really have to go ahead and make that that new change. Because, you know, up until this point, it was one of those things where Emory would play good. It, it was kind of like, uh, like I told one of my homeboys, I said he kind of had that Marco effect where he's probably playing good the whole game. But it's just the mistakes are so huge. It's like it, the, the game's going fine, and when they do make a mistake, it's just like, oh my god, damn! How you like, <laughs> oh my god? And so, and I think that's what it was with Emory. Just like, damn, he just doing. As far as like as a coaching perspective, I guess it was like, damn, he just doing so much good. But dog, when he makes a mistake, it's a big mistake. But um, I think this week, I think I say, damn them. You know, hopefully, hopefully, gonna make the decision they need to make. Gone. Go and let Anthony Richard come out there and roll out there first. Um, I know someone was mentioning about the slow change in the um in the game. And, you know, um, I think sometimes the players, sometimes, you know, they have to make the best of their opportunities because, they, you know, we have to think about it like this. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Richards probably could have took over a lot early in that game, but we have to think about what happened in that game. Right when Emory threw that pick, remember, he did sit Emory down. What Anthony Richards did came. He came right back in and threw a pick. I was mad. I said, God damn, Anthony, that was your chance to take over. And you come in <laughs> to throw a pick. I said, oh, my God. And it was the right throw. But, you know, he's still young. And he threw up over, you know, he he took that 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 roll out. And I guess, you know, he didn't really set his feet. And he underthrew it and he threw that first pick. You know, had he put that oomph in it, we probably would have got a P.I. based on him, how he was holding uh, Gable. Or you gamble, and it probably, you know, it probably would have been a good throw over the head, overhead shoulder, just got us an incomplete pass what we wanted. But um, I think it played out how we wanted it to play as far as, like, with a quarterback situation. Hopefully, uh, Dan made that right decision. And, you know, hey, Grantham got to go. We're going to get rid Like you said, Dave, we're going to get what we want. Grantham going at the end of the season. I'm, I'm happy. I know he, he better be gone at the end of the season. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> he better be gone. <laughs> That's all I, I hear you, brother. Guy, I hear you, man. Yeah, a couple things there. You know, if, if the run game was going to be the run game we saw toward the beginning of the year, the offense was more than likely going to be okay in most games for Emory Jones. All right, I think he he would he would have been able to settle in uh, with the run game helping him out. And the offense, granted, maybe not as explosive, but probably good enough to win most games. Once the run game got figured out, once the run game has been kind of, sh- I won't necessarily say shut down, but very limited then the last couple of weeks, then more of the game is going to be put on Emory Jones. And I think we saw the, the, the effects and the outcome of that. Um, and then I, I agree with you. I was going to bring this up earlier about AR. When before the, the, the switch, before Emory's pick six, um, you saw it last week versus Vandy. You saw it this week versus LSU. And there's early interceptions from Richardson. And then a lot of that's game management. It also comes with the realization of, look, I can – as a young player and still needed to learn that game management part of it, I'm not necessarily sure. I don't think I, I, I would blame him for feeling the way I got to go out there and make a play. And that's what that, 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 and, that and don't get me wrong. That is 
I think, something we can hit him for, but also something to me that's completely understandable, that he thinks he has to go out there and make a play. And that, it, like I said, it'll come, it, it'll come with time. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, he threw that. I was like, man, I was, I, <laughs> I knew he was trying to go with it. Even, even at the, uh, the end of the game interception, you know, it's just like, damn, it, it's one of the things that if he had his feet set, maybe he don't get flushed out. Probably would have been the throw that we wanted. You know, it's one of the things, like you say, he just tried to make a play. He saw it. And, yeah. You know, he just tried to get it on out there, man. But, um, yeah, we, we just got to see what, what, what then, you know, what we got with this Georgia game? I, be honest, um, this you know I like to mess with my Georgia Georgia fans. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I always tell them, say y'all go drop one random game that y'all not supposed to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping it's this one right here. Oh, me right? too, man. Me too. Me too. <laughs> we come out there. I'll still and, be I'll, I'll still be in those stands. You know, doing gator chomping and and, and and cheering. And hopefully we can you know we can cheer all the way to the to the fourth quarter in a victory. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hope we we can get it, man. Um, and yeah, just gonna gonna go out there with Anthony Richardson and let us let it do what it do. And um, it's just uh, you know what our biggest fear is that that you know what Grantham gonna do, man. Is gonna that's that's our is are we gonna be able to start the run? Or uh, and you know, you know how he is, man. He'll probably go out there and we'll probably stop the run all day, man. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just so oh my god it's so crazy i come out there and just stuff georgia and then but you know what you know what it'd be the flip side yeah leave the middle open this game then it'd be in ass up from the middle <laughs> <laughs> you know? well that's all i got for today <laughs> all right man yes sir deal it deal it okay let's see Larrick, bullgator and I know Gary's been waiting for a while. I will try and get you get all you guys in. There's a lot of you waiting. I don't have too much longer. So if you can make it quick, make it quick. Who's here now? Oh, Gary, okay. Hey, Dave. Hey, man. Hey, man. Just real quick, I just – you know, looking at uh, a couple things, you know, from the past, how in the world did our defense get so light? I mean, like, we're just – I know we got some guys, you know, you look at the roster, it looks like they're heavy, it looks like they're stout, but we don't – I mean, our linebackers are light, our defensive front is light. We've got a bunch of edge rushers trying to play defensive line, you know, mm-hmm. essentially. And, and and that's what it is. I mean, we you look at LSU's line the other day. They brought some guy back that was a six-year senior that hadn't played all year, but his Logan. And that job, yeah. he was massive. He was massive in the middle. And those two guys in the middle, they stopped the whole run game by themselves. I mean, but we used to have that. We Our defense used to be on that edge like that, like like where our, we were stout in the middle of the line and, and had some thick guys, man. Now, I mean, and our linebacking with Jared Davis and Laurenti McRae and John Bostick, and we don't have those guys. We have we have safeties. We have safeties playing linebacker. I mean, so I mean, I, I just don't or, understand. Or, you know, or your or your outside linebacker buck types playing middle linebacker. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And that, yeah. And that goes back to what I've said. You know, you've got a lot of these slash players on defense, and it, it's not working out. It's not working out at all. 
Right. And that, and that, you know, and, I, and for the longest, I used to say, you know, yeah, recruiting matters a bit, but development matters uh, more. And when the coaches are going to develop, develop, develop. Well, we just don't have the guys that, that you can even, you can't develop size. And I mean, you know, you've got to recruit size like that. And, and, you know, we brought in some guys from Auburn and Penn State. And those guys will play decent, but I mean, they're not the they're not they're not the stud guys, man. That you got to have for this kind of battle, and it's fixing to get worse because you're joining two more teams to the SEC with Texas and Oklahoma. And I mean, you know, if uh, Mullen has got to make a, a splash hire for defensive coordinator, and I think it's time we can say Grantham's gone because he's gone, or Mullen loses his job. That's all there is to it. So, question for me is, who do we hire at defensive coordinator? And I'll jump off, man. I appreciate it. Um, I, I don't know who you hire. I haven't gotten into the names. I haven't researched enough of who I want. You know, and, until it happens, and, and I know you know a hire would be made. It, that would definitely be something I hit. Uh, you know, hopefully at the end of the season when it does happen, uh, and you know we can go through and you know see who's who, who's there to pick from. I'd go ahead and tell you. I'm going to go ahead and just lay it out for parameters. Though you've got to go hire an elite. Recruiter. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's got to be a great coach too. I mean, this is some. This is a hire you have to nail in both aspects. They got to go be a good coach. They got to be somebody to me who can be the main recruiter on staff. And Dan Mullen's going to have to be some type of closer uh, in this regard. But you're going. Whoever this next hire is, better be your best recruiter. Because I don't. Because you know, you're probably going to lose your one of your best recruiters in C. Rob. And that's to me not a huge loss. If you, if you lose Grantham, I think you lose C. Rob too. You might even lose the whole defensive staff, and I'm not really going to care about that. If you bring in the defensive coordinator, you bring in a guy who's going to be a diehard recruiter, a diehard coach who can do both, and he better not be held back by not having the option to bring his own guys in. I mean, that to me, if it can, if it means a whole complete staff change on that side of the ball, then by all means go for it because that it, it's got to change. Recruiting's got to change. And development and defensive play calling and defensive schemes got to change too. Whatever needs to happen for that to happen, it needs to happen. That's right. Thank you, man. Thank you. What's up, Bull Gator? Hey, Dave. I, I tell you, as, as you know, I've been kind of subdued and hadn't said much since the loss. Yep. yep uh, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's me being facetious. Bro. Oh, I know. I know. Um, we'll, no. we'll get us in the uh, Gators Breakdown plus Discord chat, guys. So uh, if, you have, if you're not yet, if you're not there yet, you know, a, a lot of this kind of conversation goes on in uh, text form. Uh, but we uh, we get together every uh, after every game to get, as well. So. But I, I just wanted to clear up something some folks have said. Uh, any any thought that they're positive that Richardson's starting, that Grantham is fired, that Strickland is fired, all this stuff is, is make-believe. Nobody knows this for sure. Um, we don't have a, a Jimmy Rain at the University of Florida like they do at Auburn, someone who basically controls whatever happens in the athletic department, a booster. We have you know, um, contribute more than others. Was everything? There's some voices that are louder than others, but they really don't. We don't have a controller like at Oregon. They have uh, Jimmy Knight or what? Phil Knight. Correct. Yeah. We don't have that here, so no one knows what's going to happen. And if, from my perspective, I don't think Strickland's gone. I think because of the Cam Newbauer situation, that happened weeks ago now. There would have been a decision or at least rumblings, and there's nothing. 
Now, President Fox has not come out and said that he, you know, I'm behind my athletic director 100 percent. But I don't think he'd still be here if they were going to do something. And as long as Strickland is here, Dan Mullen's going to be here. I shouldn't say as long, but Dan Mullen will have to really screw up and a lot worse than an eight and four season for Dan Mullen to be gone. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. To Dan and uh, so all year. this. Yeah, no way. And I mean, no, no, we all hope, mean, no should it. And gosh, but, I, I, let me put that out there, too. Uh, but I know I know some people disagree I, already, but. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I you said it earlier in the chat. A lot of people look at him as an offensive coordinator and a head coach, and I didn't want to think that, but I have no other way of thinking that now. Because if being a head coach is the CEO of an organization, yep. and the CEO has to make tough decisions, and from what we've seen, I don't know Dan Mullen. I've I've only shook his hand a couple times, and but I don't see that he's making the tough decisions. He says that he can, but as everybody knows, it's actions, not words. And the everybody, I think, wearing orange and blue at the end of 2020 was holding the door open for Todd Grantham to walk out. And when he came back, I mean, it was a gut punch to mm-hmm. Gator fans. And then this happens. And you, you look at the Kentucky loss. It was not the defense's fault that we lost. No, right, time. right. They did well enough. They did better than Georgia did yeah. against uh, right. that uh, mighty Kentucky offense. But uh, – what happened yesterday was shocking. I mean, it was – everybody knew what was happening. The announcers knew it. The fans knew it. Guys were tweeting. My wife was telling them what they're going to run next. <laughs> and and we couldn't stop, but they couldn't change anything. And as much as – I don't like Grantham. As much as I hope he's fired in the bye week. I don't think he will be, but I hope. Um, I don't know that, you know – I think this is endemic to Dan Mullen. Change in game. He's so reticent to make any changes. Yeah. Like, I've I've made a Dan Mullen decision. I'm not going to change my mind. That's a problem. It is. And, and I think I, I, point, I pointed out to you that the Kentucky game and the LSU game had a similarity in with the, the, the false starts. We never made a change. And I, I said, where's the coaches to make a change? And then I look in the LSU loss, and it's like, well, they're running the same counter, counter one way, counter the other. Where are the coaches to make a change? And they just weren't there in both losses. But it's, it's so I, I'm just echoing what everybody else is saying. So we're just so frustrated right now, pulling our air out. Like, come on, coach, we seven point six million dollars. You need to do something. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the highest paid coaches in college football, one of the highest paid defensive coordinators in college football. This is not the result you expect. <laughs> and yeah. and you're for a team built in your image, a team you've recruited, um, your offense, your defense. These are the players that should have been built for, you know, there, there's very little Jim McElwain players right now um, contributing to this team anymore. This should have been a team that you've developed, recruited for, and it has gotten worse. Yeah, I, I encourage everyone to go. If you're on, obviously you're on Twitter, if you're on here, but, uh, Dave posted the thing from Matt Wyatt from, I don't know, it was four or five years ago. Uh, it was it was, it was, it was, so it was the year Mullen was hired, so it was 2018. Yeah, yeah. so prescient. I mean, listen to that. It's like, and now every Gator fan's like, yeah, 100% right. <laughs> we were, um, some people thought it was sour grapes, and I probably did too a little bit, but uh, everything we were warned about is uh, coming to fruition a bit. Yeah. 
Alrighty, Dave. Uh, yeah. If I, if I didn't have to go work today, I would, listen, as a Dolphins and Gators, oh, no. this was not a good weekend. <laughs> All right, go games. Thanks, man. Uh, I am, there's no way I'm going to be able to get everybody in here uh, right now. There's just too many. I have got to go. I've got, I'll, I'll get off. I'll call it at 9 o'clock. So we got about seven minutes left. Um, bringing the people in here. I'll bring Carrie, Jeremy. I know he's been in here for a little while. I think Jeremy's been here for a while. How you doing, Dave? I'm good. How about you, Kerry? Go Gators. Go Gators. Okay, always. Man, listen. If Dan Mullen don't go get uh, Will Mudd Champ, I don't <laughs> You got to go get him. You got it? Can you imagine all DBs, number 22 back there at safety, and all DBs and linebackers taking on the mentality of Will Mudd Champ, elite recruiter, he up there with Kirby Smart. He learning some of them. We got to go get some saving tree defensive coordinators. We got to go get them. We got to go. We got to. We got to go get that day. We got to go get them. I mean, that's, that's one what, name you got. You got you to think about. There's a lot of going on with that. Um, you know, I think he's still getting paid by South Carolina pretty handsomely. If he takes some kind of defensive coordinator role, that money okay. probably goes away. A little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. That's just me guessing at some of this. Um, he could be completely happy at Georgia. He's a UGA grad. You know, he went and played at, at, at Georgia. Uh, it'd be it'd be a lot to have to pull Will Muschamp away from, from from Georgia right now. Of course, that'd be one of the best defensive coordinator hires you can make. Would he even come back to Florida, a uh, place he was head coach, and then they come back as a defensive coordinator role? I I I'd find that one slim to none uh, of happening. Uh, but yeah, it would be it would be a good hire. Don't get me wrong; that's not what I'm saying at all. It's just uh, that one that one would be pretty far out there as far as possibility for me. Yeah, but we got to stop being stingy down there. We got to stop oh, being I, stingy you, with that money, and we yeah. got to go and drop the money. We got to we got to spend the no, money. Not, we, hey, not being too stingy. I mean, Grant was one of the highest paid defensive coordinators out there. That's what I'm saying. But, so what's wrong with just shifting it? Going oh, on down I, there. I agree. Yeah, yeah. But we got to spend that money. But you know, I enjoyed the game Saturday. Where everybody know who the, everybody know who the quarterback is. Emory with that Emory Emory release has changed. His release changed a lot. That ain't the same. That ain't the same release I seen during his freshman year. It like he throw the ball too slow. It like I don't know what it is, but. We played good, though, but, you know, bad loss. I'm kind of numb to it. I gave up really after the Kentucky loss. You know, they killing Carrie, me right that's, here that's in Alabama. The, yeah, Kerry, that, that's that's the scary thing, man. You you don't you don't want apathy to set in. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's uh, that, that's that's scary uh, when, when fan bases um, – I'm not saying you don't care. I'm just saying, you know, your your feelings are different. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, – it's, um, it, it, it the the feeling of it doesn't really matter that you know that, that can't set in uh, for, for for a long time for for uh, a fan base so um, and it, it's crazy how in a way how fast it's changed now I know some people say well it's not that fast you know you take 
the back half of 2020 or, or the late part of 2020 and so far what we have here uh, in 2021. But uh, in 2018, 29, the, 2019, the arrows pointing up and pointing up pretty fast. Uh, you know, it, it, it started fast uh, for Dan Moe and it's pretty much falling just as fast uh, right now. And that's the, uh, that's the, crazy part about this in, in, in some kind in, in some in some form of fashion yeah yeah but i've been patient long enough you know i love the gators you know they're my team i got my man cave i, I got you know i'm a diehard gator right here in my grandma alabama it's hard being a gator fan here every time we lose everybody on me everybody call me everybody this but but we've been patient since 2009 and what I try to get people to realize that Florida deserve, we should have been won the SEC championship. Oh, yeah. Within that time frame. We shouldn't go 12, 13 years without winning the SEC championship. I don't – you know, I yeah. know the national championship. I know that's – you know, when you talk national, you know, that's, that's yeah, up there. But, admittedly, those are hard to win. But the SEC championship, man, come on, man. We we, we got to get back there. We yep. got to get back to not just making no game. Like, we got to win them. Like, we got to come through. And they just got to tighten up. Florida need to come on with that bag, go on spending money like everybody else spending his money. Go on, come on in. And just, man, I just hope it get better. But we got to get rid of Grantham, though. I like Mullen. And what he brings to the table, because it took us a long time to get 40 points a game. You know, we went with Will Muschamp, Jim McElwain. That were 20 points a game, you know. <laughs> we we averaging 30. And can you tell me in what world when Florida got a chance to average 30 points a game with all defense that we'll be losing this many games? Yep. It just don't. You just can't see it. You score thirty, you supposed to win. You it just simple as that. But you know, I just hope we get it better, though. That's all I want to say, Dan. I hear you. Thanks, Kerry. Hey, good morning, Dave. Jimmy. Hey, I, first before I want to get for before I get started, I want to say go Braves. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they kept me up late. They kept me up late last yep. night, but I hung with them. Hey, uh, I want to ask you something. If everybody's saying get rid of Grantham, why why are we waiting? Why can't we do that uh, Sunday morning? I mean, I, I don't understand why why we're that's waiting. Okay. That is- uh, LSU won and fired their head coach. Yep. So, um, that, that's the issue. Hey, another thing I want to say. I sat in Coach Hevesy's office several times listening to him recruit players. I sat in Mullen's office several times listening to him recruit players. Um I don't think the, the head coach has to be an elite uh, elite recruiter, but if you hire uh, elite assistant mm-hmm. coaches, you they, they, they level itself out. C. Rob, I, I sat in his office several years ago, unless, uh, and while he re- recruited Romello Hot uh, this mm-hmm. offer now, and he he is, he is a dog on the trail now. He that he can he can get out there and recruit. The the other ones. I don't even think Grantham either even says anything to recruits at all. Very, uh, he yeah, just, very little. Yep. He just never recruits, and that that's the issue, man. Especially the money you make. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have a problem with Mullen. I think we should keep Mullen. 
But just go out there and hire uh, uh, good assistants. Other than Billy Gonzalez and maybe Christian Robinson, maybe Christian Robinson. I don't. I'm not sure. He he kind of had me mad uh, as far as coaching, but he can't recruit. Go out there and hire. Go out there and hire elite staff um, if you care as a head coach. Now, if you don't care as a head coach, keep doing what you're doing, uh, Mullen. You're stealing money. <laughs> I mean, like, you're, if, you're, if that's the case, you know, it eventually take care of itself, and hopefully, that's not you know something that takes long. Yeah, of course, we don't want to see that. But you, you're right. I mean, the, people want to see change, and that's that's what's going to sell uh, a lot of this fan base. As far as the question of you know, and you know, it, it, it's hard to tell. We don't know. All we can go by is kind of what we see. If 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 them them all, hey, you know, cares as much as we want. Can to I do. say one thing? Can I say one thing? And I'll be real yep. quick with it. Brenton Cox, how in the hell do you have a number one jersey? And you just had the worst game in your career as a Florida Gator. That was terrible, man. You should never. You should. Uh, you should be like a number forty with with not even a name on the back of your jersey because uh, that was terrible, man. They gave you several sacks and you missed it several times. That is your you, you are a person player. You're not a team player at all, man. Georgia knew that. That's why Georgia got rid of his ass. Um, he did not leave Georgia. Georgia left him. I can tell you that. Um, Brent Cox, you need to be on the bench, man. You're you're terrible. Uh, Chris Bogle should be starting over you. And if nothing else, the the, the way they uh, LSU ran that the other day, Dexter should have had that spot to study you the other day. Go go Gators, Dave. Appreciate Thanks, it, man. Yeah, you know that was uh, something I didn't really get into with uh, the, the game review. Uh, I did mention it, you know, defensive end, especially Brent Cox. He was getting too far upfield, not playing the. Uh, the run they were the way that they were supposed to over and over and over again. Uh, hopefully, you know, you got a bye week. Hopefully that's something that changes. And, uh, and before this, you know, Cox has been okay. He's been an okay player uh, so far this year, but kept taking himself out of position over time and time again uh, versus LSU. And look, I mean, and Bogle from the limited action we have seen, uh, it's definitely not any worse. Uh, so, you know, get, go out there and at least insert him more into the rotation. Uh, if not starting, I think, you know, you got a bye week. To, uh, look, Dan Mullen's going to sit here and say evaluate 50 million times, and you better go out there and evaluate. You know, that's what these – that's what this bye week, that's what this – these next two weeks better be about then. And, you know, if we sit here and say, well, we're going to evaluate this, we're going to evaluate that, we see the same crap out there again, you know, that, that, what, what kind of message is that? If you go sit here and tell us you're going to evaluate, then then, then go do it. <sighs> All right, sorry guys, I've got to go. I know a lot of you um, are, are are waiting. Been going on for a little a little over an hour now. Got to got to get to work. Got to get some work done. Thank you all for for joining in. Not sure I'm going to do one this Friday or not with the bye week. If the if you guys send me that you want another one on Friday uh, to, kind of, to kind of talk, requesting another one Friday, um, I try and fit it in there. Uh, but uh, maybe we try and take a little bit of bye week myself, <laughs> a little bit uh, th- th- this week. So not sure if I'll do, a, you know, when the next uh, spaces will be, maybe another one next Monday. I don't know, maybe Friday before. Um, uh, uh, Florida, Georgia, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I'll see if you guys demand another one, request another one. Uh, then absolutely, uh, we'll get another spaces going uh, sometime this week or 
uh, another one next week. But thanks for thanks so much for hopping in. Go listen to uh, Gators Breakdown this week. Will and I will be back. Gators Breakdown tonight. Uh, not sure what time I got to get get with Will. Every other week is different. So either eight thirty or nine o'clock. So just be on the lookout for that. I'll make sure uh, I put it out there what time we're starting. If you want to watch it live on YouTube, but uh, plenty of stuff out there uh, right now to get you by with my thoughts uh, for the LSU. Um, episode released yesterday for, for for game review and what went wrong and a little bit that went right with Anthony Richardson uh, there uh, taking over at the quarterback position. So, guys, thank you so much. Check out Gators Breakdown. I'll uh, holler at you on there.